This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. All right, here we go. Here we go. There's a hurricane heading to L.A., apparently, and uh, I didn't think anything of it when I first heard the news, but apparently there hasn't been a hurricane in L.A. in like 100 years. They don't get hurricanes, which you know, and you know, and we all know what that means. Climate change is coming. Joe Biden is heading to Lake Tahoe, which is not, I don't think, in the path of the hurricane, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're going to use this. If it rains in L.A., climate change. If it's dry, if it's a drought, it's climate change. Get ready for more of the lies from these scummy, despicable people that are still making Maui about climate change, even though, as uh, we went over yesterday, uh, it's got nothing to do with it. It's mismanagement. It's bad forest management. It's them not uh, sounding the sirens. It's They didn't sound the alarm. They didn't give them enough water because the guy in charge of water thinks water is sacred he worships water he doesn't think we should use water he thinks we should revere water we played you that clown yesterday it's amazing how little coverage it gets because it doesn't fit the narrative they want it to be about climate change they will tell you it's about climate change even though they we all know it has nothing to do with climate change but hey they never let a tragedy go to waste they're still picking through trying to find charred remains of children the death toll is going to go into the hundreds if not the thousands and they're going to lie to us and tell us it's all climate change it's because we didn't spend enough money to reduce our carbon emissions but i'm not going to get into that again we did it yesterday we'll do it again soon i'm sure i think we have to start today with robert peters i think robert peters is in trouble I think Robert Peters is a criminal. I think Robert P- Peters sold out this country. Joe Biden, he's he's okay. He's as we've heard from Democrats and the media, there's nothing connecting Joe Biden to his hunter to Hunter's dirty dealings overseas. Well, there are things connecting Robert Peters and Robin Ware and JB Ware. Here's a question. If you're uh, hanging this weekend, with your liberal friends, your, your people you know, your neighbors. I got a lot of those where I live who like Joe Biden, who support Joe Biden, yeah. who, who who believe Joe Biden's lies. Here's a question for you. Why did Joe Biden need a pseudonym? Why did he need an alias? Can you give me an answer to that? Anybody? Maybe we could both open up to the chat line. Oh, by the way, Montante's here. Ironhead is off on vacation, uh, heading to South Carolina in August. Why would you? Yeah, he, I mean, South Carolina is a nice place, but not in August. Uh, it's summertime in New England, yeah. and he's escaping summertime to go to South Carolina and, and play. He, he's golf. driving. He's driving, by the way, driving to South Carolina. Well, I'm sure he'll have a good time. I'm sure we'll miss him. But uh, Montante's here. He's going to do his best. There might be a glitch or two. 
Maybe not. We'll see how it goes. This but, might not uh, even get posted. This could just be us talking for 54 <laughs> minutes. Uh, but uh, we, we generally take comments and questions and try to read them on Friday. Matate. So if someone has an answer for me, I'd love to hear it. Why does Joe Biden need an alias? Simple question for you, Joe Scarborough. Simple question, Jake Tapper, Dana Bash, Adria, uh, Andrea Mitchell. Why? Why would he need an alias? And by the way, he's conducting official business. There are emails from Robert Peters, official business in Ukraine as VP, and he's CCing Hunter Biden on these official uh, emails. So he's CCing a crackhead, uh, cokehead, <laughs> smartest man he knows. A dog, who's a, who's a flat out criminal, and he's CCing his his scumbag son on these emails, but. Here are questions that you can ask your friends at your cookout this weekend or what you're playing golf or sitting on the beach. Just simple questions. I like to keep it simple. As Bill O'Reilly likes to say, I'm a simple man. Why do you need a pseudonym? Why do you need encrypted text messages? Why do you need 12 shell, 12 shell, uh, 20 shell companies? Why are nine of your family members receiving money from communist China? Why? Uh, did Hunter Biden say he had to give half his money to Pops? Why did uh, the, the 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 company email say they have to put ten percent aside for the big guy? The big guy is Robert Peters. Is Robin Ware? Is JB Ware? Is Joe Biden? And of course, the big question is, what did they do for the money? I know we've heard this. We've gone over this before, but it demands an answer. What product did they have? What service did they have? People like to compare it to Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump, who make lots of money. They had a product. They had a service. They were in real estate. This this family has nothing. All they have is a corrupt uh, vice president, now a corrupt president, and they sold access to him. And no one can give me that answer. Nobody on, on MSNBC or CNN. By the way, I just watch this morning as i always do i hate watch i go back and forth from cnn and msnbc and newsmax and fox news for for a couple hours every morning no mention that i saw from joe scarborough no mention from the whoever they are on cnn not a mention of the fact that the president of the united states has number of aliases to hide the paper trail to hide the money trail james comer god bless him the head of the house oversight committee said they are just now subpoenaing subpoenaing the documents under the name Robert Peters. They, they, they couldn't find these things because he had a fake name. So it worked for a while. Here's the problem you have if you're a Biden supporter, if you're a Democrat right now. Obviously, you got your guy's a criminal. Obviously, he is taking bribes and selling access and laundering money and all the things we know he's doing. But he's not that smart. Like if this were Barack Obama or if this were some... Democrat with a brain, you'd say it's going to be tough to get him. It's going to be tough to find on to, to, to follow all these leads. You have a guy setting up these shell companies, using aliases, using encrypted message, who's not that bright. I mean, he's not as dumb as Hunter, but he's not bright enough to pull this off. This is going to continue to unravel. Uh, the media will continue to try to cover for him. The Democrats will continue to lie for him over and over again. But as long as Comer is on the trail, as long as there are some people in the media following this story, some people you know, you know on Newsmax and Fox News and, and you know Mark Levin types, 
it's going to unravel because Joe Biden is a dummy. He's he's corrupt. He's dishonest. He's a liar. And he's just not bright enough to pull it off. And we will continue to ask the question, uh, what were they selling? What's the product? What's the service? There is none except access to a corrupt a, a, a corrupt politician who's been in, in, in Washington for 50 years. It's really simple. If you want to think, look at it this way. He was trying to make as much money as possible as in his final days in uh, office as vice president. He went to Ukraine with five days left in the term, eight-year term for these two, for Obama and Biden. Five days left. He was in Ukraine uh, tidying things up. You know, his son, as soon as Joe Biden left the office of vice president, they Barisma cut Hunter Biden's pay in half because he no longer had a connection to the VP. But Joe Biden thought, I'm done here. Now it's time to make some money. I believe he made $17 million in 2017, his first year out of office. So he said, I'm going to line up all these deals. I'm going to make some money. We're going to be, we're going to uh, be cashing in. I've been in politics for 40 something years, time to make some real money. And then along comes his opportunity to run for office again because they needed a guy like him a guy who had who looked uh, innocuous benign look you know just the guy regular joe scarborough uh scranton joe so he was uh encouraged to run again he didn't think he'd be president he didn't think anyone would care that he would make that he's going to make tens of millions of dollars from our enemies from our adversaries overseas he didn't think this day would come where he'd be in office again and people would start asking these same old questions. He thought his time in office was dumb, done. Now's the time to get rich. He always wanted to be rich. He wanted to be the patriarch of this powerful family. As uh, as Greg Kelly often points out on Newsmax, he goes, he does these, uh, f- he takes these photos of Joe Biden and looks at the clothes he wears and the watches and the shoes. He lives like a mobster. He has five thousand yeah. dollar suits and fifty thousand dollar watches. He wants to be like that. He wants to be Joe Kennedy. He wants to be the head of this dynasty, this family dynasty. And it was all working out great until he became president again, till till COVID, till the, the machine decided he was the best answer to get rid of Trump. And he won. He wasn't supposed to win. Well, he wasn't supposed to be president. He'd already failed in two or three attempts. He'd already been disgraced. He'd been caught plagiarizing and lying. And no one really thought he was going to end up in the White House. So there he was in the White House. And he looked around and said, "Uh oh, I wonder if they're going to find out about all my aliases and encrypted messages and shell companies. Well, we're finding out now. And uh, it is glorious. And it's going to get better. And I'm looking forward to like the Sunday shows and, and next week when all the media and all the Democrats continue to lie and say there's no connection to Joe Biden. When, of course, there is, and they know it. Of course, Jerry, quick, quick question here for you. Sure, Everything go ahead, you're bro. saying makes sense if we live in a, a fair and balanced and honest world, right? Which we don't. You're going yeah. ha- to have the connection. You can connect the dots pretty easily if you have an unbiased you know, system. The dots are already connected. Now they're working on covering up the dots and trying to you know, disconnect the dots. So I get what you're saying, and it's very obvious to anyone with a brain, with common sense, to know that Joe Biden uses influence to not only put our country in a vulnerable position, but money in his pockets. We just got to see if our justice system does the right thing. 
So I want to see well, how the media covers they it. We'll limited, see how they do they have, it. We have one house. We have we have Congress. We don't have. They don't have the FBI. They don't have the DOJ. They don't have Definitely the not. CIA. They don't have the Senate. They don't have the White House. I think they'll do their best to bring these bring this scandal to the light. Thank God the GOP took the House so they can do that, or Joe Biden would continue to get away with this. But uh, it's a tough time to be a Biden supporter, and it's getting tougher. I want to get to this. Uh, to this, uh, this, the economy and the lie they tell every damn day, every day. He steps in front of the camera, and said the economy's never been better. Bidenomics. He said this two days ago, <laughs> where he did the whole leaning in, whispering thing, and said it's working. Bidenomics is working. I know he's a liar. I know he's a very comfortable, casual, confident liar. He tells lies like he breathes. But that could be the worst one because people know they they live it every day. They go to the grocery store, they go to the gas station, they they try try to get a mortgage, they try to buy a home. They know he's lying, and he just keeps saying it. And I guess that's a strategy. Like I don't think I don't think Jimmy Carter did that when the economy was in the tank. He didn't stand before the cameras and say everything's great. So they came up with a strategy. They said, mm. listen. Listen, we're just going to lie. We're going to gaslight. We're going to tell everyone it's great. Our our media stooges, they will they will echo that. They will repeat the lie over and over again. Democrats, go, you know, they go on TV, they go before the cameras, they go they they stand up in Congress and they talk about Bidenomics and it's working. Yeah. And regular people, normal people trying to make a living, trying to pay their bills are going, "What the hell is he talking about?" I I want to get yeah. I, we're going to get to Trump who is um not going to debate next Wednesday in Milwaukee. That is too bad. As that it is, stands. As it stands. Yeah, he could change his mind. You're right. Fox wants him there. God knows Chris Christie and, and uh, you know everybody wanted DeSantis want him there. It's going to be this is going to be this huge void in the room if he's not there. But he hates Fox. He has a big lead. He points out that Reagan didn't debate before his second term, but Reagan was the incumbent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trump, not the incumbent. <laughs> In case you notice, he's not the incumbent. Hell, I will say one thing for Trump. He's lucky because after yesterday's bombshell report from James Comer about uh, Biden's uh, aliases, I said, uh-oh, you know what that means? Another indictment for Donald Trump because every time, <laughs> every time the walls are closing in on Joe Biden, we get another indictment of Trump. So yep. I'm expecting Arizona to indict him any day now. But uh, yeah, let's do quick to Trump before we get to the uh, the economy. Trump posted on Truth Social. Do you have that post? I can find it here. We got. I and got the post. Uh, yeah, I got. It's the typical post right here. Trump. I mean, it's you know, a lot of capital letters and exclamation points. Um, oh, disregard this. This. This is. This is the note that uh, people are saying that uh, that he's using to not go in there. But my apologies. Do you have his truth in uh, front of you? No, I do not. I do not. But. Uh, um, I'll find. Luckily, it. luckily, no one is seeing this live because Craig is texting me on the side saying he made a mistake with the uh, live stream. So, so we're not going to get any questions. <laughs> now I'll ask you some questions. I have some questions brewing in my head. I'll I'll be the audience no, today. So we're not going to live stream. God, no, we are, are live right now. This is Craig. He said hit go and we're good to go. But he he missed he missed a step. He missed a step. Why, yeah. why am I not surprised? Why? I mean, why I shouldn't be. surprised. He's on. He's on vacation, Jerry. Why am I surprised that you guys couldn't get this right? Just get it right. But um, anyway, Donald Trump posted on True Social uh, that he will not be attending the debate, and uh, it's no surprise. He he hates uh, 
Fox. He's he's got a big lead. I guess his advisors are telling him, you know, don't, don't bother. Disappointing because, you know, that's his big strength, right? He's a great debater. And the other thing it does, if he doesn't show up, it's going to get the, you know, they'll, uh, they're all going to call him a coward and say he's uh, whatever and should be there. But rightly so. Um, but he can't use it against Joe Biden now. He can't say, uh, you know, Joe Biden yeah. won't debate. Joe, Joe Biden will not debate RFK Jr., who is doing better in the polls than most of the guys will be at the Republican debate Wednesday. RFK Jr. has got great ideas. He's got good energy. He belongs on the debate stage against Joe Joe Biden. And that the the, uh, the American people deserve to see that, but they won't because Joe Biden's a coward and he's got dementia and he yeah. can't handle it. Then if Trump gets a nomination and Biden gets a nomination, Biden is going to fight like hell. His people will say, we'll do one debate and we'll pick the moderators and it'll be like 12 minutes long. Yeah. They're going to do We've everything they can to control it because they know their guy can't do it. He can't handle it. So, but Trump can't say you're a coward. Why don't you debate me? No. If Trump refuses to debate these guys, I mean, there's uh, you can't have it both ways. And well, uh, it's too bad because because it would have been very entertaining. He would. Jerry, have let me after- ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If if Trump decided, hey, the same night of these debates, I'm going to debate on our live stream on True Social. I'm going to debate Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. Do you think that would get more eyeballs uh, than the uh, Republican debate? Yeah, um, I don't know about more. Yes, it would. It would get, it would be huge. I mean, I predicted yesterday he's going to do uh, an interview with Tucker Carlson. That's my prediction for Wednesday. Yeah. He's going to sit down with Tucker for an hour. They're going to post it at eight or nine o'clock just to mm-hmm. take the all the attention away from the debate. But uh, still, if you're, you know, big brash uh, Donald Trump, do you not have to show up and debate these guys that you have been debating? I mean, you've been slandering uh, DeSantis for uh, eight months. He posts on Truth Social late yesterday, quote, many people are asking whether or not I will be doing the debates. All Americans have been clamoring for a president of extremely high intelligence. <sighs> As everyone is aware, my poll numbers over a wonderful field of Republican candidates are extraordinary. In fact, I'm leading the runner-up, whoever that may be, by more than 50 points. Reagan didn't do it, and neither did others. People know my record, one of the best ever, so why would I debate? I'm your man, make America great again. Now, there are various things that are in quotations and in exclamation points and capital letters and no one will ever accuse Donald Trump of having someone else do his tweeting for him, unlike Joe Biden. But that is really disappointing. He should be there. He should debate. There's The second debate is also a Fox debate in September. Is he going to skip that one, too, because he hates Fox? We'll see. Um, depends, I guess, on his poll numbers. But I look at the debate next Wednesday as DeSantis's last stand. DeSantis is obviously fading. He's made no – I mean, he's just uh, – you know, his numbers he have doesn't been have the charisma, since, you know, since he declared, which is too bad. I don't think he's had any great gaffes. I just think Trump has spent a fortune attacking him. So has Biden. So has the D, the Democrat Party. They've spent more. There's been more attack ads against DeSantis than Trump and Biden combined. <laughs> they yeah. know he's a threat. Both Biden and Trump know he's a threat. And they've spent a fortune attacking him. And it has worked. And Vivek has emerged as an alternative. Yeah. And Vivek doesn't attack Trump because he wants to be VP. 
Last night, Vivek was at the Nixon Library and he just sat down. It looked like a spontaneous moment and started playing the piano. And he's an amazing piano player. This is a couple of days after he sang Eminem, oh, started that rapping was, in that Iowa. Was, that, was, that was no good. And, uh, and then he had that great answer to the pansexual reporter that wanted to uh, ask him about whatever, about uh, trans rights or something. And he had a great response <laughs> to that. And it went viral. And I say this all the time. He has one great advantage. And it's kind of what Trump, how Trump made it in 2015, is people like when their candidates are having a good time. They like yeah. to see them enjoying the process. DeSantis doesn't appear to be having a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, like Mike Pence, who cares? He never has fun. I think you look at Vivek and say, boy, he's just enjoying himself. And that resonates with people. And his numbers are going up. And he will be good uh, yeah. in the debate. And he'll probably attack DeSantis. And DeSantis will attack him back. But And that'll be good because they're both smart. They're both yeah. uh, well-read. It'll be striking. Here's what I'm... I would love to see more than anything. Vivek becomes Trump's running mate. There's a good chance of that. Yeah. I set the odds a while back and I put Byron Donalds as number one. Kerry Lake, I think, was two, and Vivek was three. He might be moving up. You're yeah, the big gambler. I'd say so. yes. I don't know what the official odds are, but if you pick v- Vivek as the VP, he gets to debate Kamala Harris. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, that's that would be yeah. just just glorious. I mean, that would be one of my. I would just have so much fun watching that. Unless, of course, Biden dumps Kamala, or the you know the the powers that be behind the throne dump both Biden and Kamala. Yeah, that and could it, happen. There's a good chance that could happen, but uh, we will. Uh, there's only one issue. There's only one issue with Vivek uh, from uh, from an optics standpoint that liberals and I think even uh, some conservatives would use with Vivek and Trump. One of Trump's biggest criticisms is how he sucked up the big pharma and through Project uh, Warp Speed got this right. quote unquote vaccine out there. And where did uh, Vivek make all his money? Made a lot of money in pharma. So I think that yeah. would be something that uh, the outsiders could use to try to separate the uh, Republican vote from uh, that ticket. That is true. And uh, I'm Trump's last day in office, he gave an, a medal. He gave a presidential commendation to Fauci. Oh he turned Unbelievable. the country over to that scoundrel. <laughs> Unbelievable. And, and he honored him. I mean, that is tough to run from. Oh. And w- which is what bothered me the most is when he attacked DeSantis for his handling of COVID. And I'm sitting there. I know. It's remarkable. They go, what? Uh, DeSantis was a COVID hero in Florida. He's the one that opened up. He, he refused to mandate vaccine. Trump? He's got some explaining to do. Now, most Trump supporters don't care. They don't care about anything. They don't care about indictments. They don't care about, you know, Fauci or or uh, Chris Ray or any of that. They, they still love him because he's been persecuted and they want revenge. And I understand that. But if there ever were, if there ever is a debate where Trump is on stage with DeSantis, I mean, Vivek's not going to attack him. He wants to be VP. But Christie is and Pence is and, oh, and DeSantis Chris- is. And, and and what do you say if you're Donald Trump and you say you gave a medal, you gave an award to one of the biggest scoundrels, one of the biggest liars, the guy who did more damage to this country, to this world than any any yeah. bureaucrat has ever done. And it, you gave yeah, him an award, you turned the country over to him and, 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 and listened to him when he said close schools, close businesses, shut it down. There's a long record of Trump attacking governors like Kemp and DeSantis. For opening up, for opening yeah. up, he, yeah, he, he yeah, after yeah. Kemp in Georgia for opening up his state. Kemp was right, Trump was wrong, but I guess you don't have to worry about that because he will not uh, be debating next week. Big week next week, by the way. Wednesday we have the debate. Friday by Friday, Trump has to turn himself in 
to uh, oh. authorities in uh, Fulton County, Georgia, where the gov uh, where the uh, sheriff is promising to take his mugshot and his uh, his picture, his fo- fingerprints, the whole deal. He says he's going to treat him like an uh, just every an everyday criminal, which will be fascinating. Uh, and you know what that means? Trump's poll numbers will go up because that's what happens when they arrest him. But all right, we got lots more to get to. I don't know if you can handle this. Uh, uh, I was going to call you Ironhead. I won't insult you, but Montate, <laughs> let me get to uh, our first sponsor. And then, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the economy. I know this isn't very sexy, but it is just um, just mind-boggling to me how they can stand up, not just Biden, but people in the media and talk show hosts and, you know, Joy Reid and Joe Scarborough and say, everything's great. Just say it. And people are sitting there going, wait a second. I just went to the grocery store Yeah, on CNN, CNN, Caitlin Collins show. They had some woman from Maui whose life was destroyed. And she said, where's Joe Biden? She goes, he gave us $700. He says, you know how, you know how expensive things are in Maui? She goes, that's one trip to the grocery store. $700. Once again, $2,600 for every man, woman, and child in Ukraine, $700 for everyone in Maui. You can't. You can lie about a lot of things. You can lie about, you know, uh, your 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 alias, I guess. By the way, in on the laptop, Hunter Biden refers to Joe as Pedo Pete, Pedo Pete. Yeah, we know his Pito Peter likes to sniff kids. Uh, do you think he that has anything to do with the Robert Peters alias? Robert Peters is Robert Peters Pedo Pete. Someone should ask Kareem John Pierre that today. But I, I want to get to some of the gaslighting on the economy. I want to get to the Sage Steele interview with Megyn Kelly, which was excellent. She is so good uh, talking about this. And essentially, she lost her job. She was forced out of ESPN for two things, for questioning the vaccine and for not being loud and proud enough about her blackness. She was accused of not of, of not. Uh, yeah. Being a bunch of white enough. people, a bunch of white people, the one who are putting pressure on her for not being proud enough to be black. Not, yeah, it's, not it's, being black, you know, black. She's biracial, proudly biracial. She said, why should I not be proud of my white family as just as proud of my. And she's an incredible family person. She talks about her relationship with her father, her mother, her, you know, her kids and everything. And she she's got very emotional, but it was great stuff. And it's amazing what they did to this woman. Now, I think she got a settlement because she sued when they suspended her for, for talking politics. And I think she'll land on her feet. She's great looking. She's good on her feet. She's, she's, she's good at her job, but this was an amazing interview. I, uh, I already told Ironhead to see if he can get her on, which means we'll never have her on. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, I love all, I loved all of Oliver Anthony, like two weeks ago when he first hit the scene, we first met him. I love him more today. You're not going to believe what Oliver Anthony has to say about his newfound fame, I think is going to make him even bigger and more famous, even though he's not going to, he's not going to take the money. He's not going to, he's not going to be on the voice. You know, he's not going to be at the country music awards. He's just going to be himself, write his songs, sing his songs. He's going to become kind of this cult hero because not only do people love the song and I'm glad to hear you love the song Montate, but, uh, I love the way he's approaching his new found fame. We will get to that and lots more, but first. 
During these crazy and uncertain times, we can't talk enough about having reliable tools for self-defense for your family and for yourself. We see the videos all the time, the smashing grabs, muggings, people getting beaten in the street. Well, you got to protect yourself, and that's where Florida-based EAA Corp. comes in. They specialize in providing exceptionally high-quality firearms to the U.S. market at an incredible value since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, revolvers, and shotguns. Whether you're looking for a concealed carry, competition pistol, or home defense shotgun, EAA has it. Their MC-1911 series fits the bill, and they're available in compact carry or full-size configurations. Are you a first-time gun owner? Well, the all-in-one 9mm MC-9 and MC-28 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package, ideal for everyday carry. Concealed carry has recently been approved in several new states during the last year with no permit required. EAA's lineup also includes shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every firearm available from EAA. Visit EAACorp.com to learn more. That's EAACorp.com to shop for your personal firearm protection. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it... A real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Uh, you know, Robin Reich is uh, Montana. You know, we, yeah, he's a big, big. I just know him through Twitter. Um, he's a big fan of Mister Mister Trump's. Yeah, no, he, he's a little. He's not a big anything. He's a little guy. He's four foot eleven. He's a little tiny guy, but he's a world renowned economist, liberal economist. He worked in a number of administrations. He was the Secretary of Labor under Bill Clinton. He's a you know he's a wonk. He's a scholar. He went to Dartmouth and Oxford and Yale, but he's like the go to guy for liberals when they want to talk economy. So right now the the Democrats and the media are frustrated because they're lying about the economy and people know they're lying. Again, it's a hard thing to lie about when people have to go to the grocery store or go to the gas station or try to try to buy a home or, or look at their credit card bill. And then you lie to them. You say, everything's great. Everything's perfect. You know, you're never been better. This, this is the ultimate Baghdad mob moment when Corinne Jean-Pierre or Kamala Harris or Joe Biden, boasts and brags about this dismal economy. People know what they see, what they what they do, what they buy. They understand it's all things aren't you. good. They understand. And, 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 and they are telling people, I mean, the, all, all the polls show people think the country's going the wrong way, going the wrong direction. Every one of them, Democrats, independents, Republicans, they know it. It's undeniable. But again, there's a strategy in the Biden administration. Just lie, as usual, just lie. That's it. And I find this amazing because I was looking at the going over the numbers this morning, reading some of these uh, polls about the economy, looking at the numbers. I can't even find out other than unemployment, which, again, is a lie. Like millions of people got forced off their jobs, got shut down, got uh, laid off during COVID. Yeah. And uh, then when Biden took over, they brought him back. So they <laughs> they lost their jobs. Because of COVID, or should I say, because of the overreaction to COVID, and then they came back. 
And Biden brags that he created those jobs. He didn't yeah. create those jobs. They were already there. You took them away, you gave them back. But whatever, other than that number, the unemployment being at like 4%, I, I don't know what they're talking about. I honestly, they brag about Bidenomics. Show me the numbers. Uh, I want to play this cut because it's yeah. amazing. You want to know what the word gaslighting, the term gaslighting means? This is it. Robert yeah. Reich, again, renowned, uh, respected liberal economist. He's an economist. And he looks in the camera and just flat out lies to America. Let's listen. He went on with Joy Reid, who lies to America every night. But let's watch the little man tell you that to not believe your lying eyes. Don't believe those price tags. Don't believe your credit card bills. Everything's wonderful. Go ahead. Um, and, and it's great to, to have you on, sir. Talk to me about this a little bit, because it seems to me that the more Republicans scream about drag queens and, you know, okay, can you turn it up a little for me? Instead of real history in this is loud as it, it gets. It is an indication to me that Let's they see. want to avoid talking about Bidenomics because Bidenomics is actually working. Is that how you read it? I think that's exactly right, Joy. I, they are trying to deflect attention from the fact that the economy is great. It's it's, a, it's the Goldilocks economy. I'll tell you, I've been <laughs> watching or participating in economic policy for at least 30 years, and I don't recall an economy that is this good. Ever since you've come into office, you're really looking up. And by, yeah, by, when Trevor Noah is mocking the economy, Trevor yeah. Noah. We don't care about Trevor idea. Noah. I want to hear, hear from Robert Reich. That's it. He That's said, the last of Robert Reich. He, he said, I got it. I got it. We're talking about it now. Okay. Just ended at the end of Robert Reich. You're going to uh, let Trevor know there. He's a, a, again, a famous, he just said he's been involved in the economy for 30 years. He's involved a lot longer than that. He's 77 years old. Anyway, he's never seen a better economy. Well, I mean, don't you have to have some professional dignity, some pride no. in your work? It, does that not matter at all? You can literally lie to the world and do it knowing that everything you say is a lie. It's credible. Just look quickly. Uh, for the first time ever, this is from The Hill. These are from liberal publications. This is from The Hill. The Americans uh, uh, owe more than $1 trillion in credit card debt, mm -hmm. a new all-time high. The average person owes 10000 a new all-time high on their credit cards. This is from CNN. Mortgage rates hit 7%, the highest in 21 years. Remarkable. Costs are up over the last two years, 17%. Wages are down 3%. Every measure, the debt, the deficit, they're, they're up. Joe Biden lies about that every day. It is a lie. Even the Washington Post has fact-checked them. Uh, it, it, there is no measure that I can find that supports this contention that the economy is better than ever. <laughs> That's what he just said. That's what you get. If you watch MSNBC, you get lied to. It's amazing. And, I, I, and it's going to get worse because they have to lie to you because the economy is so important in the 2024 election, if they tell the truth that it's in recession, they change the definition of recession, by the way. Of course. So Oops. it wouldn't be a recession. But there's literally nothing they can point to to say everything's wonderful. And when they do, people look at their own life and say, what? Huh? Huh? What? What are you talking about? Gas prices, inflation, you name it. Everything's up except wages. Yeah. They're down. And these clowns are just going to continue to lie. It's amazing. And uh, I guess that's what you get. You watch NBC, yeah. you watch CNN, you get lied to. They have one more stat that they lie in the economy with, too, which is related to the uh, the job numbers. They say America is, you know, the land of the, uh, you know, the American dream. 
uh, LLC uh, are they're up at an all time high. Everyone's applying for an LLC. Everyone, like the American dream's alive. No, that just means people got shut down, couldn't afford, and now they're trying to get up on their feet again. That's all that is. It's, yeah, it's just plus, another de- deceiving number. Plus, those numbers are skewed because Joe Biden opened twenty LLCs to hide. His- <laughs> yeah, him alone. Him alone's activity. got the numbers up. Yeah, good point. But you literally. <laughs> I mean, you you just. I mean, click on any story about the economy, any poll. I mean, there's every poll says people think we're going in the wrong yeah. direction. People, here it is. Fox News poll: Vote, voters feel Bidenomics is making things worse. Bidenomics is disastrous. We know that. The only thing they can do is lie. It's truly amazing. Eight in 10 Americans say the economy's in bad shape. They're lying, and it doesn't seem to matter. It's remarkable. Uh, because, I mean, the, compared to two years ago, the number who described their personal financial situation negatively has grown 19%. So one in five people say things have gotten worse for them in the last two years. Yep. And they want you to believe everything is wonderful. Has Biden made the economy better or worse? Better, 25%. One in four think Biden that's still too high. is working. That's, that's still too that's high. Good, that's a good amazing. Who are those, what, who are those uh, people? You know what? Those are you know people who are just collecting whatever yeah. they're on wealth. They're on welfare or they're you know public employees working for uh, for the government. Yeah. Probably showing up to work once a week. Those kind of people uh, or you know academics. But one in four people think Bidenomics, Bidenomics is working, even though the media lies to you nonstop. I'm going to tell you who doesn't, who won't lie to you, who never lie to you. The great Oliver Anthony, American icon, American hero. I was so happy to hear this morning that Montante liked uh, uh, Oliver Anthony because I love him and I love him more now. This this guy, as we know, he had the big song "Rich Men North of Richmond." It went. It, it went global. It went viral. It's a huge hit. Overnight, he's been getting wild. He's been getting pestered with offers, with uh, uh, offers to come on talk uh, talk shows and uh, radio shows and podcasts, and TV shows, and people are offering him money to record deals. And you know what he's doing? He's turning them all down. Crazy. He posted on, uh, and obviously the media is busy trying to find some post, some negative. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Post about whatever I don't know something like homophobic post he had in high school. They're working hard. They're digging, but check this out. He posted on Facebook, and he—I don't think he's done an interview yet. At least not a prominent one yet. If he does, we'll be there for it. I I look forward to hearing from him. I want to get to know him better. I think he's the real deal. I love the song. I'm not just saying that. I loved it the first time I've heard it. I love it more now. But here's what he posts on Facebook. This is, again, Oliver Anthony, the Virginia farm boy, uh, alcoholic, who uh, a drug addict. He's been through a lot of crap, and he's come out the other side, and he's oh, I didn't, I didn't know. A, I didn't know that part. I didn't know that, that he had a substance I think it's, he has three songs. His song, obviously, Richmond, with the, Richmond was number one on the uh, iTunes. He has a couple other songs on there now. I think one of them is called I Had to Get Sober. And I haven't heard it yet, but I, I should listen to it. I just can't get enough of Richmond, North and Richmond. But anyway, I, I, I probably should listen to that one as well. But that's a whole different story. Here's, here's what he posts on uh, Facebook. It's been difficult as I browse through 50,000 messages and emails I've received in the last week. The stories that have been shared paint a brutally honest picture, suicide, addiction, unemployment, anxiety and depression, hopelessness. And the list Jeez. goes on. He says, I don't want. Six tour buses, 15 tractor trailers, and a jet. 
I don't want to play stadium shows. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I wrote the music I wrote because I was suffering with mental health and depression. These songs have connected with millions of people on such a deep level because they're being sung by someone feeling the words in the very moment that we're being sung. No editing, no agent, no bullshit, just some idiot and his <laughs> guitar, the style of music that we should have never gotten away from in the first place. And he's so right. I mean, again, I like country music in general. I, I don't like new bro country. It all sounds the same and it just yeah. sounds so prepackaged and over, overdone, over edited. And this guy's just a guitar and a mic and his dog in the woods. It was perfect. He points out, by the way, his legal name is Christopher Anthony Lunsford. My grandfather was Oliver Anthony. Uh, and he said, it's a dedication not only to him, but to 1930s Appalachia, where we was born and raised, dirt floors, seven kids, hard times. At this point, I'll gladly go by Oliver because everyone knows me as such. But my friends and family call me Chris. You can decide for yourself. Either is fine. He says, there's nothing special about me. I'm not a good musician. I'm not a very good person. I've spent the last year struggling with mental health and using alcohol to drown it. I am sad to see the world Jeez. in the state it's in with everyone fighting with each other. I've spent many nights feeling hopeless that this greatest country on earth has quickly faded away. Uh, the video of Richmond, north of Richmond, yes. has gotten 25 million views already. And that's going up. But that is amazing. He posted that on Facebook. It said, that's my story. And he's turning down. He turned down an $8 million offer. I couldn't do that. How about you? I mean, Hell no. he's, he's, got a, he's got nothing. He's just a guy, a 33-year-old guy struggling with depression and anxiety. And he doesn't take the money. I hope he does eventually because I'd like to see more of him. I'd like to see him <laughs> crank out more records. I'd like to see him quit his day job and just sing songs because he's great. But uh, that is the latest from Oliver Anthony. And you know what? I think that's going to help. That's going to make him more endearing because the people who like him, they like the fact that he's anti-establishment. They like the fact yeah. that he's pushing back on the, on the, you know, corporate music world. Just saying, I don't need you. I'm going to do my thing. He made that appearance last week in uh, North Carolina where he opened up his set with, by reading the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like 300 people there. And, uh, I guess he could make a living. He won't get, you know, he won't be uh, Morgan Wallen, yeah. but he, he could make a living doing what he's doing, making, uh, doing concerts, just doing his little solo act. But I, I don't know if it'll ever be, uh, you know, the star he could be. And he doesn't want to be, which is great. Good for him. I love him. Yeah, and no, good, good, good for him. I didn't realize he had that uh, that background that background struggle, but yeah, he me either, he's. I mean, I knew he, he talked about, like I said, alcoholism and and all that and depression but i never knew that he was uh content to be a yeah. uh, struggling farm boy from virginia i haven't heard his uh song yet on the radio i'm curious to see if these country stations uh give him a little airtime i've only seen him go viral everywhere online facebook instagram good question Twitter. don't count on it because these are the same people like country music television yeah they're the yeah. ones that banned jason aldean for uh try that in a small town yeah but you know what this is what country was what was meant to be a little rebellious, a little anti-establishment, working man, you know, in his whatever jeans with his dog, yeah. his guitar and his tattoos and, you know, talking about being an alcoholic. And I mean, that's what it was meant to be. It's not like all these, all these, you know, Dirk so Bentley's and Luke too Bryan's poppy. Yeah. And, and uh, they, right. They're all Blake Shelton's. They're all just 
money machines that are mm-hmm. uh, they got you know 20 year old girls dancing to them and they you know they, <laughs> they wear the tight t-shirts and this guy just stands up there and you know with big old red beard and says i'm gonna be myself god bless him speaking of be yourself let me do shay and then we're gonna do uh stage sage steel my girl i've told uh this many times over the years but i love sage steel i i stalked her at the super bowl and she just glows. <laughs> she's a spectacular looking woman, but she just carries herself so well. She's a good Christian woman, a good family woman, and they don't stand for that at ESPN. They gave her the boot because she wouldn't turn her back on her white family or, and she wouldn't, uh, she did get the vaccine, but she didn't do it willingly. She didn't like the fact that they mandated the vaccine. And obviously her, her colleagues all hated her because she's, uh, she didn't fall in line and and feel and say and think all the same things they did. So she's out at ESPN. She did her first interview with Megan Kelly. We have some of that, which is so good. She's so good at this. I really, I really, I'm looking forward to the next chapter for Sage Steel. But first, as you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com. And while you're there, you can look for a job. Shea Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shadeconcrete.com. But if you weren't paying attention, Sage Steele is uh, the ESPN anchor. She's beautiful. She's really good at her job. She was, you know, people, everyone liked her for years. She was there for 16 Mm -hmm. years and I'd say for, I don't know, 13 or 14. Everyone liked her. It wasn't a bad word to say about her. But a couple things happened. Disney, which owns uh, ESPN, forced the employers to, employees to get vaccines. Obviously, that's outrageous. That's wrong, morally wrong. We look back on it now, and it's hard to believe Insane. that the vaccine that does. I mean, she's she's not only beautiful, but she's very fit. She's thin. Yeah. She's fit. She didn't need the vaccine, and she talked about this. We got we got some sound from her, but it's a very long interview. Very good interview with Megan Kelly. They have a lot in common. These two, and not just the fact that they're both very attractive women they're both kind of rebels and uh so megan kelly got the first interview i guess they're friends and she talked about how she was crying when she went into uh, i think cvs to get the vaccine or doc whatever doctor's office she didn't want to do it they forced her to do it she later on talked about it and thought it was wrong that they forced her they didn't like that they suspended her they also didn't like the fact that she's biracial and she tells the story. If you have time, listen to a whole interview with Megyn Kelly. She talks about growing up in a military family. Her father was black. Her mother was white. Her grandparents on her mother's side disowned them for a few years because they didn't like that. She called her mother to tell her she was pregnant, and her mother hung up on her because she didn't like mm-hmm. the biracial thing. That's It's a different time now, but they've yeah. reconciled. She said everything's okay now, or it was. I don't think they're still around, but 
um, you know, they, they got over it at one point. It sounds like a great family. They lived all over the world. Uh, her father, again, her father was the first black varsity player at West Point, varsity football player. Wow. So oh, like I, didn't a I didn't know that. And he's like six, six or something. Sounds like a stud. Anyway, and a military guy who made the kids you know, say their prayers and make their beds and all that. She grew up in a very disciplined household, and she's proud of that. She's proud of her father and her mother. She loves her mother, too. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. And they want her to be to play up the, the blackness, to be to be like, you know, uh, whatever, Bamani Jones and Jamel Hill and just make everything about race and be a proud black woman. And she wouldn't play along. She said, I'm proud of my white family, too. I'm proudly biracial. They didn't like that. They kicked her out of a, uh, I forget exactly what it was, like a special after George Floyd's a special yeah. about racial justice. And uh, L. Duncan wanted her off the show because she wasn't <laughs> black enough, which is just yeah, unbelievable. Remarkable. She, and, and she talks about this, like she's not entitled to be proud. And here's the biggest mistake she did or the most offensive thing she did. She uh, took a shot at Barack Obama who was raised by a white mother and a white and white grandparents in a white community, a wealthy community in Hawaii. And because it was politically advantageous, he yeah. said, he's a you know black man. He didn't say he was biracial. He didn't talk about his white, his, his black father who hit the road, wasn't there for him, but he used it politically. That's how cynical this whole, this, this whole race agenda was at that point or is. Still and is. Yeah. Rock, it's gotten, it's gotten worse. Rock, he knew it would work, and it worked. The, the most racially divisive president we've ever had, who set racial relations back 50 years, but he used it, and he continues to use it to this day. And he's pr- a proud black man, even though he was raised by his mother, who was yeah. white. Yeah. She says, you know, he, he's entitled to his opinion, and so am I. I'm, I'm raised by my white mother who I love, and you want me to sit there and say, you know, I'm a black woman who can't catch a break in this world. That would have worked for her professionally, politically. And she refused to do it to me. This woman has real courage. She doesn't have a job right now, but she's got real courage. And if you listen to this, any part of this interview, you will, you'll, I'm sure you'll agree. I like her even more now. She's got guts and guts is enough as the, uh, as the sergeant said in uh, full metal jacket, uh, Joker's silly and he's ignorant, but he's got guts, and guts is enough. Well, she's not silly or ignorant, but she's got guts. Listen to let's listen to a little bit of Megan Kelly with Sage Steel. She's the anti-Con Kaepernick. Let's see. Yeah, I know. Think of how much it would have helped her professionally if she played along and said, yeah. "You know, I'm black." And look at her; she's spectacular. Looking. If you're watching along with us, she just glows. She she could have been fine. She could have been there for a hundred years. She probably could have got a big raise. If she yep. just used race and said, you know, I'm a proud black woman and just just ignored her, her yep. mother and her all her white relatives, but she refused to do it. God bless her. Go ahead. Identify as white as well as black. I am so blessed to be loved equally by my white family as well as my black family. And if anything, you know, people talk about it how much I, I hate myself and I must hate my black father and my black family and I'm and I'm racist and I'm a sellout and I'm a coon and I'm all the most negative words that you can think of, which it's amazing because most of the hatred comes from people who look like me. Mm. Not true. Most of the no, hatred comes from I, um, ugly people like 
Jamel Hill and uh, <laughs> I'm sorry for interrupting. She's crying now. That's that's why there's a little pause. She's she's getting choked up. But uh, can we play some more? Go ahead. Okay, because it's been my whole life, which is why this is so sensitive. Um, but I refuse to be quiet about this anymore. And by the way, no matter what I said, I have that right to feel the way I feel based on my experience. I'm not talking about statistics and I'm not doing the highlights on SportsCenter and I'm, and I'm, oh my gosh, I got the stat wrong. I pronounced his name wrong. Get called in the boss's office or get an email because you know you, you factually said something incorrect. This is my story. I can feel how I want about my upbringing. And I am so proud of my family. And to tell me um, that it's not okay to have that opinion is wrong. And the thing is, whenever I have talked about being biracial and it has been controversial at other times, not to this level, I've had people wait in line for an hour, young biracial kids say, thank you, because I get forced to choose. And it's interesting because you're only pushed to choose one side. Mm -hmm. um, if I had said, I'm a black woman, don't call me biracial, I would have been celebrated. And employed. But because I chose to honor my mother as well. Um, so the good thing is, I don't care anymore because this is my experience. And if I allow others to continue to take things away from me, then that's on me. And I refuse. Um, so I. That's pretty much where we cut it off. Okay, whatever the, uh, the, 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 think of how disgusting that is. She's out at ESPN. She's out mm -hmm. because she wouldn't lie and say, I'm black. She's biracial. She's proud to be biracial. She's proud of her mother and her father. And she, she loves her identity and she loves her family. And somehow they, they wouldn't accept that. It's like she, she's and, and, she's the bad guy in the situation. Half her employees are still mad at her to this day for the way she left. But she like Oliver Anthony, she stuck to her guns. And she sued <laughs> and they and they had to pay her some money. And I'm sure she's fine financially, but she's whatever. I think she's 51. She'll have a job tomorrow, probably. Yeah, what's what's the next move if you're if you're her agent? What do you where do you what, where do you guide her? I don't know. She I'm guessing Fox News is probably trying to hire her and Fox Sports. She could be a I don't know, sideline yeah. reporter. She could be on some NFL show. There's plenty she of definitely still has definitely still has the looks. I'll tell you she that. Sure My does. goodness. <laughs> I know. You look at that and you say, man, they fired her. How bizarre is this? What world do we live in where she's right? She says, if I just said I'm a proud black woman, she'd be celebrated. She would have been on that special, that George Floyd special. She would have probably hosted it and she'd still be at ESPN. But she says, no, I'm biracial, which she is. So she tells the truth. And it's not acceptable. And we didn't play the part where she talks about Barack Obama. Uh, he, he, if he ever just said, yeah, I'm biracial. I love my white family as much as my black. He might not have been president. You know, he certainly yeah. would have been, a, wouldn't have been the icon he is to the, to the race obsessed left right now. But it's just amazing. That woman is unemployed right now because she wouldn't, uh, lie and just say i'm a black woman i'm not biracial i don't care about my white family that's what they demand at espn that's what they demand at disney right now that kind of just dishonesty and and race baiting 
and she yeah. wouldn't play along. So yes, I would say she will get a job somewhere, and she her star is rising too. I mean, just 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 like Oliver Anthony, she her reputation is going to uh, get a yeah. big boost from this. Jerry, and for perspective, we, we mentioned she uh, well, she got in hot water over the uh, Barack Obama thing and how he re- he relied on race so much. I was in high school. I was 18, my first ever election I could vote for. And I remember not being in the politics, uh, but I remember, yeah, vote for Barack Obama. Why? Because he's the first ever black uh, president candidate. And we did. That's literally that was it. So, yeah, of course, Barack Obama leaned on it for a lot of people. That was his whole that was his whole pitch. You know, he, so he, well, everyone's he, picking and he, choosing. He got elected from. Uh, uh, people with white guilt and people who wanted to be part of history. He was a historical candidate and they wanted to be part of it. And they ignored the fact that he had no, he, he was not prepared to be president. I mean, he was a state Senator like two years before yeah. that he was a lightweight and he was a extremely racially divisive president. God knows he was raised in, oh. you know, Jeremiah Wright's church. We went through all that. He mocked his own white grandmother. He said she was a typical white person. Yeah. He used race every step of the way, and it worked. He got two terms as president. Now he's worth like a half a billion oh. dollars. He's got mansions on on oceanfront mansions all over the place, yes. as he warns that the uh, climate change <laughs> is going to kill us all. Levels rising. Some are saying he's doing his third term right now. That is true. I, I believe that's true. And maybe maybe Michelle steps in when uh, Joe Big Biden uh, you know, falls yeah. down and breaks the hip today. Maybe Michelle. I, I don't think she will. Some people are expecting her to. But Michelle Obama knows two things. She knows she has a real good thing going right now. Mansions everywhere. Private jets. She's hanging in the uh, whatever, the south of France with Spielberg and Springsteen. It's a pretty good thing going, right? Yeah. Not, not the job as president, as much as she's she loves power and she loves fame, it's a hard job, despite the fact that the guy in the office now is a part-time president who goes on vacation every other day, who's again headed to another vacation. She knows it's a hard job, so she would like to be president, but she probably doesn't want to put in the work. So I don't think she's running. I could be wrong. And I hope she, I hope he doesn't. He would win. And she, they probably enjoy being in the background and pulling the strings and oh, yeah. making a making a fortune and not being investigated the way that Joe Biden is. And by the way, that's coming out too. Obama knew what Joe Biden was doing in Ukraine. It'll never, nothing will ever stick to him because the media and the Democrats will protect him to the end. And he's smarter than Joe Biden, but he knew. He knew the Bidens were making a fortune. All right, did we not get any questions or comments because we screwed up the live stream? Well, we, uh, I'm a team guy. I'm going to put this one strictly on Craig. No, we don't have any okay. any questions and no questions. But can I ask a question for the crowd? Can I represent the crowd? So he's in South Carolina and he managed to screw up the live stream. I got it. All right. Yeah. Well, well, he, he preset it for me. So when I hit go, all systems are go. We, we were going right to the uh, rumble. Everything's live. We skipped that part. That didn't happen. I'm just okay. doing as I'm told. I'm a good soldier here. But can sure. I ask Before- a question here on 818 for the crowd? Who is going to be the two candidates for Republicans and the Democrats right now? Where do you stand on it? I'm going to say right now, Trump versus Gavin Newsom, which I'm not happy about because uh, I like that. I think, that's that's the wild card. That's a good answer. That's I think I, I think uh, DeSantis is more electable. Vivek's more electable. I, I will support Trump with all my heart. But God knows there is a lot of baggage. He's 77 years old. He's facing indictments all over the place. Not his fault. That's strictly political. But if you nominated DeSantis or a Vivek or someone, you would just remove all that. They would have a, a blank screen on MSNBC. They'd be doing recipes on CNN. They would have <laughs> nothing. 
Yeah. And I would, that would be glorious. I would love to see that. And Trump should be kind of an advisor. He could be secretary of state. That'd be fun. He's good on foreign policy. Yeah. That would be what I would like, but it won't happen. Trump's nope. the nominee. And uh, Biden, I, w- I hope, is a nominee because he's just so unfit. Much more beatable. Yep. But he's not. I mean, he can't. He can't even make it to the end of this term. The, the idea of him doing a second term is a joke. And oh, God knows Kamala Harris can't do it. So it'll be another guy. It'll be, hey, Michelle Obama, although I doubt it, or Gavin Newsom, more likely. But all right, that's it. We got no more questions. We're out of time. We're done here. Next week, you're in next week as uh, as the uh, vacation continues for Ironhead. We'll get to your uh, NFL picks because God knows you're good at that, and he sucks at it, as we know. Mm. <laughs> but we'll get some futures from uh, from from uh, Montante next week. But that will do it for today and for this week. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'd say thanks for commenting, but we screwed that up. I can't believe that was that doesn't not we that not way. we not we, Craig. I said we. I'm trying to be a team guy, you know. Don't, don't be. be Sometimes you okay, got to Craig screwing that up. We, Thank we you. Will get to, maybe we'll get to the questions and comments like Monday. No reason we have to wait till Friday. We're up on Rumble, the Newsmax page on Rumble. You get to see Montante. If you're not watching along, you get to see that's him a, that's, that's uh, for free. Go to the Rumble. Go to Newsmax TV slash Rumble or something, and you can see us there all weekend long. But uh, that will do it. Thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks Montante. We will uh, see you Monday, I believe. Uh, I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again Monday morning. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Who thinks Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.